This podcast is brought to you by 3B, the mental wellbeing company, hosted by Claire and Sue, co-founders of 3B. When you've got your wellbeing mojo on, you're firing on all cylinders. You're accepting of whatever comes your way. You're being resilient. We believe that one size does not fit all, and we want you to discover your own wellbeing mojo. So join us on our podcast journey where we'll be exploring the many different aspects of mental well-being. And hopefully, you can learn what you need to get your well-being mojo on. This week's podcast features an extract from our weekly radio show, Let's Talk Wellbeing. We are discussing mental health awareness because it is Mental Health Awareness Week this week and the focus from that is around loneliness. So they always have like a a set thing that they're going to be looking at and this week's is all about loneliness. So we're going to be looking at that but the first thing we want to talk about is it's Mental Health Awareness Week and Sue and I think it's quite interesting what does awareness mean so what is it that we're trying to get from this week so so i'm going to take it straight over to you so what is it that you think this mental health awareness part week is about well first of all just to say i think it's so important you know that we have this week and that we have these awareness weeks but yeah i think the You know how I like to kind of break down words, Claire, and you know how I like to sort of say, what do we mean by this word? Because we're all on about it. We're all bandying this word around, awareness. We are. But I just sort of thought, what does it mean to be aware? And you know that I quite often like to go to the dictionary and just look up some definitions or the thesaurus and just get some alternatives. Because I think it helps us kind of understand where we're meant to be coming from. So to be aware is to be conscious of something is to be informed about something, to be concerned about something. So they all sound like really useful things when yeah. it comes to you know our mental health. So let's let's get a bit more informed about what this stuff's all about. Which is good. Yeah. yeah let's let's you know and, and our whole premise is about opening these conversations up, talking more about stuff. Um, and I think the more informed we are, the more knowledgeable we are, the more able we are to make good decisions you know based on that information um being conscious of something that's kind of like bringing it into the foreground isn't it and i think that's really important particularly with this theme of loneliness and just mental health mental well-being in general because if we're conscious of something then it's like we're not pushing it to the sidelines we're bringing it you know like i say into the foreground we're putting a spotlight on it and we're having that that kind of i suppose day-to-day consciousness of, you know, what's going on with my own mental well-being? How are other people doing around me, my colleagues, my friends, my family? Um, and then the other word that, that came out of it was being concerned. And I think that's always important when we're kind of trying to push an agenda with a cause, isn't it? You know, that we've got that, that we care. We're concerned about it. We're concerned about how people are doing. We're concerned about 
where this is taking us. As you said, what's it all about? What's it for? So those were just kind of like my 10 pence worths <laughs> that I've just kind of dropped into the slot for us to um, maybe just start a bit of a chat with. I think that and it's a really good starting point. I think it's a really good premise. What it got me thinking straight away there is, yes, we can have an awareness. So we can have this understanding and it's more in our consciousness. So we're, we're more... When we are more conscious of it, we find things pop up because we're more tuned into them. But what if, because mental health awareness for me is about raising that profile, it's about raising an understanding of that so that people feel they're able to talk about it more, that they're able to show it, they're able to get discussions going, so there's no stigma there. Because there used to be a stigma and, you know, to some extent there still can be a little bit and we really need to get rid of that altogether. What about those people who maybe their awareness of mental health is actually that it's it's a bit heightened right now. They don't understand it because they've had no, no, like, personal dealings with it and people that they're with. They may have had stress but actually it's not really impacted on their mental health at all. Because I've got some friends who are like that, you know, who I've been able to talk to, but they don't really understand because they've never felt anything like that themselves. And I know my dad and his generation, my dad's 90, you know, so his generation, and he he's very often saying to me, oh, it's it's really good what you're doing because it seems to be a lot a lot about lately and I don't know why. And that's true, you know, people like my dad don't understand why mental health is suddenly this big thing that people are talking about, and because it, it is impacting. What would you say about that? Wow, I think, well, I think we've started to talk more about it because I think as a society we're opening up more about lots of subjects. I think we've got that, you know, kind of more freedom, More people are more accepting of one another. I know yeah. there's still a lot of intolerance out there but I think there's also a lot more acceptance as well um, and I think our communication channels are a little bit more instant aren't they and you know we can talk about social media it's kind of positives and negatives but it is a force for good in some ways because it does connect people it it shares that information so I think in terms of raising that awareness and raising that profile um, you know I, I think there's more information out there I think the danger is, is that we can actually use the information in the wrong way, we can misinterpret it, we can jump to conclusions, we can even diagnose ourselves with something that maybe isn't quite accurate, yeah. you know, and that could maybe kind of, that could help, but it could also hinder. So there's a lot kind of in the balance here. Um, yeah, so I think on the one hand, I think it's a good thing that we're talking more about it and I think that's important and I think people are more willing to sort of share mm. um, So, and it's great as well that your dad is kind of recognising that yeah I love that actually <laughs> but it's interesting what you're saying about other friends and, and you know and I've had that I know my partner until he experienced you know yeah. kind of anxiety and depression and he won't mind me sharing this um, you know, and difficulties in his personal life, he's always said to me that up until that point, he just couldn't have even begun to understand it. And I think the thing with awareness is that 
We don't need to have experienced it ourselves yeah. personally to be informed and to care. We just need to be kind of open to the fact that we're all different and that we're all unique and that actually this is something that could impact on any of us. It doesn't discriminate mm. at any point. I don't care what your circumstances are. I don't care, you know, kind of what job you've got, how much money you've got in the bank, you know, what, whatever your kind of situation. If you're a human being, then this could potentially impact on anybody. So true. I, th I think that's the key when you were saying about open mind. Yeah, if you come at this with having that open mind and if you've not experienced it and you don't understand it, I think that that's the awareness part for me. Yeah. So I think it goes more than those words that like it links to within the dictionary. For me, that awareness is it's OK, I've not come across this in my life. So that doesn't matter. I'm aware that other people are very much feeling different things things that maybe it's hard to explain and how can I help and, you know, what can I do to support them? And I think that, for me, is the real crux of this awareness part because, actually, if we come from that curiosity aspect, yeah. you know, we're then coming at it with that more open mind, open heart kind of thing and just willing to accept what people are telling us about where it is they are at this point in time. And you are so right because you don't know if it's going to affect you. You know, somebody who was a friend of mine who didn't understand this then went through something and has a greater understanding now. And it, it's a shame that they had to go through this to get that understanding. But it can happen at any point in time, at any part of our lives, you know. And I genuinely think it's more prevalent now than it used to be because we are we we know exactly what's going on in the world when it happens you know we know from the other side of the world we still know what things are going on you've got social media people are talking a lot more but i think the pressure is a lot more as well you know the, there's different pressures okay should, should i say it in that way it's different pressures that we have nowadays and I know from clients that we have, there's this constant barrage of you're not good enough at your job, you're not good enough in life, you have to look like this from the media. And I think we're bombarded 24-7 with should, you should look like this, you should behave like this, you should have these things, you should have this kind of house. If you're successful, this is what it needs to look like. And I think that's another whole point of this awareness is actually we don't. One size does not fit all. And that's when it, whether it comes to mental health, whether it comes to what success means to you, whether it comes to what happiness can be for you. It's that, it's that whole thing, isn't it, about yeah. forget what you're bombarded with. What is it that makes you feel good? What is it that you want for yourself? And that then will support you to have greater mental well-being, which is what we're about. Because we're about, uh, here at 3B, we're about the prevention side of it. So trying to put things in place. And even if you have gone through it, it's like, OK, well, let's try and get you out of that spiral. What can we put in place to help with that? Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And I loved what you were saying about, you know, the, the words as kind of, they're a helpful starting point. And I completely agree with you that, 
to have real awareness, for me, it's about what you do about it. So it's kind of like, well, what action are you going to take? Are you going to listen more with a bit of compassion without trying to interrupt somebody and, you know, telling them all about what happened to you? <laughs> Even if you do have a story that's similar or an experience that, that resonates, hold back and just kind of maybe just, just listen to what they're telling you. Try and understand it from their perspective, a bit of empathy. Um, you know, so, yeah, I, I think it's about kind of what choices we make, how we choose our attitude towards this and, and having a bit of respect. Um, you know, and I don't know, bigging people up when they're willing to share their stories. Yeah. You know, we had Nathan on, didn't we, a couple of weeks ago? We did, It's good yeah. to talk. And actually, just a shout out to um, the massive event that's happening tonight at the Bears Paw, the barn uh, in Frodsham. It's good to talk. Um, get yourselves down there if you're local, seven o'clock. And this is what we were talking about with him, wasn't it? About you said earlier about stopping the stigma and kind of, so I think kind of celebrating when people are willing to share. So that's, it's all those kind of like little details and sort of like how you switch your perspective up. For me, that's about showing that you have awareness. It's not just about having it. Yeah. I've, oh, I've got my awareness, <laughs> got my awareness sticker. You know, I'm all informed. Okay, well, that's great. Stage one completed. Yeah. What are you doing about that as you go about your day out in the world? Yeah, very much so. I think it's also, actually, if you've been through it, you can very often think, well, this is what you need to do. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so, oh, yeah, I've been, like you were saying, maybe, you know, if you've got a similar story, hold back and just listen. And, you know, people who've gone through it can very often think that they know, you know, to give, oh, do this, this is what you need to do. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with trying to help at all. You know, that is really good. But actually just maybe sitting with somebody, listening, just being there, not having to offer any, why don't you try this, that and the other, um, unless they want you to, mm. and then they may do. But actually what worked for you might not work for them. So I think there's also that kind of awareness yeah. of... When something works for you, that's great, and you can offer that, but it might not work for somebody else. And if you're the one on the receiving end of it, if it doesn't work for you, don't think you've done something wrong. It's not that you've done something wrong. It's not that, you know, you're, you, you've not tried hard enough or anything like that. Cause we're really big here, aren't we, at 3B? So that one size doesn't fit all, but also don't beat yourself up nothing is another stick to beat yourself with that is really key so if you're not doing something this isn't about right i should i should have been doing this and then that would have stopped my mental health no 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 if that is going on in your mind right now i just want you to stop because it's not about doing that what it's about is going okay what can i do now what can i do moving forward because what's in the past is in the past leave it there it's pointless raking it up. It's pointless going back to it because actually you're a different person now. You've gone through something. So it's really important that you don't beat yourself up. There's enough things going on out there that you could probably beat yourself up over. So something that you've not done to help yourself isn't something to do with that. So what is it that you can do moving forward? If you've got any ideas or anything that you want to contribute to this conversation, please do text us on 60066. Start your message with HCR. We'd love to hear from you. 
what are you thinking about this mental health awareness week you can email us on studio at hcr923fm.com we would love to see if you've gone through anything we'd love to hear you know if you have built your awareness and how you've built your awareness you can even call us on 01928 835 291 you can be anonymous please don't worry about that we will not share your name if you don't want us to and if you do that's okay as well because we're here to support and it's mental health awareness week it's really really important like sue said before it can affect us it doesn't matter who you are it doesn't matter at what stage of your life you're at you can still be affected by mental health. It does not discriminate and it can affect us all in completely different ways, you know, from, you know, burnout, which I know a lot of people come to us about, to more serious diagnosis that will really take people years to get over. Whatever it happens to be, whatever your struggle is, you know, we want to hear from you because we want people to understand that this is something that isn't going to go away anytime soon. But we can support each other and we really must support each other, mustn't we? Yeah, I think that's so important. I think it's, you know, the theme for, for this year's um, Awareness Week is loneliness. And, you know, it's I'm reading a lot of studies and a lot of information about, you know, obviously the pandemics had a huge impact on people and made them more aware, perhaps, of, you know, who their friends are and, yeah. and who are the people that, you know, kind of will stay in touch. And, and, and that's been a situation that's affected people in such surprising ways. Um, you know, we've all we've none of us have had the same experience, but we've all shared an experience yeah. of some kind so we've got that as a kind of focus point and you know and I think this idea of loneliness is really it's, it's a good theme I think to, to bring at this time because what you were saying there about community and connection all those things are there you know this I've seen so many fantastic events happening this week shared all over the place you know kind of community you know kind of volunteering loads of great just informal stuff people you know kind of in their communities coming together as well as in workspaces but that doesn't necessarily solve it because if you're feeling you know lonely and if you're feeling like you can't just reach out it's too hard Mm. it's a bit of a kind of a paradox thing isn't it because it's kind of like the thing that we know will probably help us is the thing that's the barrier yeah to helping us um, and going back to what you were saying before about you know maybe hopefully just just for someone listening to this now if you're feeling a bit like that yourself you've got us yeah <laughs> you know we're here and um, if you want to send us a message or not just know that we're thinking of you um, but also a question I like to ask myself because you know I'm fond of as well as the dictionary definitions <laughs> I like to ask myself some questions um, and in terms of you know what can we do a question I'm fond of is just going what's one small thing I can do right now I've actually got that on a post-it note above my desk where I sit when I'm doing my, my stuff and what's one small thing that I can do right now and there's always one small thing 
that you could do to make yourself feel better if you've kind of not reached out to anybody for a while but you do have the means to do that mm -hmm. maybe just give someone a hello and let them know you were thinking of them I don't know about you Claire do you ever do this sometimes I get into a little bit of a headspace that's not great where I'm kind of going oh they won't want to hear from me they won't want to be bothered with what I think you know oh, they've, they've got all this going on um, the last thing they want is me mithering them. Do, 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 have yeah. you ever done that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Quite a few times, yeah. <laughs> I probably still do at times yeah. as well. I think, yeah, I mean, that that's a big thing that we do. I, what you were saying there about, you know, if if you know somebody who maybe you haven't contacted for a while, get in touch. If you're all right and you think maybe they're not, I, I think that's a big one that... I've, I've had it when I've been in a really dark place years back when I really had depression and had a breakdown. I, a friend of mine who I have known my whole life, I, I kept letting her down. I kept letting her down and not seeing her because of where I was. Unfortunately, what I didn't realise was she was also going into that place and it was impacting on her, which meant I lost another friend because she thought I was being horrible and I really wasn't I didn't understand and I was just totally thinking they she wouldn't she doesn't want me around I'm not going to be any kind of I'm not going to be happy about it I'm not going to be any kind of like distraction or fun to be around so I didn't go out and actually even the thought of going out used to terrify me because it was all this like well people will look at me and they'll judge me and this was all going on so it, it was impacting in so many different ways I'm lucky that my friend who I've known my whole life I'm lucky that she just contacted me again and we we've stayed friends you know we've gone through so many things we've stayed friends and I'm really blessed that she's in my life that's really important to me and she's somebody, along with one of my other friends who I've known such a long time, they are two people that I know I can always go to. Even if I do just need to cry, I know I can go to them. And yet I still stop myself at times. I still do that. And Sue, you know, I'm lucky enough that you're my business partner and my best friend. And we often talk to each other and we're able to get that out. And that really, really helps one of my coaching clients the other day said it's helped just to actually verbalise this out loud with somebody and have that reaction back that means I'm on, my right, on the right track because I very often, I can't do it on my own. And that's the whole point, isn't it? That this is this loneliness. We very often can't do it on our own and it might just be, okay, so you go for a walk with somebody or you sit beside somebody. Or you go to It's Good to Talk tonight in Frodsham at the Bear. You know, there's going to be lots of singing. If you don't feel like singing or having music, that's okay. You can just go and sit with other people who, you know, might just help you to feel that little bit better. Who knows? So I think it's really key that people understand it's not necessarily who you are. It's what you're going through at any point in time. And actually, maybe they just need to give you a little bit more time. Maybe they need to just have a little bit more understanding. You know, if you've got somebody in your life who keeps letting you down, maybe they're going through a really hard time. 
and they feel like maybe you don't understand or they feel like they don't want to talk to you about it reach out to them especially this week you know with it being mental health awareness week but just that coming to your mind a little bit more this week i think that's a great great suggestion i think it's kind of maybe kind of setting us ourselves a little challenge what's what's one small thing we can all do and actually studies have shown that reaching out to help others actually helps ourselves you're listening to let's talk wellbeing with claire and sue So this is Claire and Sue, and we're talking Mental Health Awareness Week with the subject of loneliness and also this thing about awareness. What have you been aware of with your mental health lately and maybe those around you, those who are friends, even colleagues? Is there somebody who's not behaving as they used to? Is there somebody who's maybe acting a bit differently, a bit more reserved? or even more outgoing, more loud and gregarious than they used to be. All these are signs that maybe something's not quite right and maybe they just need a little bit of company. Maybe they just need to know that you won't judge them. Mental health awareness is really important. It's something that we deal with so much and it's it's so varied, isn't it, Sue, yeah. how people feel? Yeah, I think that's it. I mean, you've used the phrase non-judgment and non-judgmental quite a bit. And I think that's just such an important word to kind of get really get behind. Um, and I think what you were saying earlier about, you know, when people do open up to us, we, you know, we, we do a lot of human things like we want to help. We want to fix it. We want we jump to conclusions. We put our own spin on it. And, you know, how many of us have kind of sort of been around friends or been in the workplace and kind of gone oh you're right how how are you and you don't sort of expect someone to go actually I'm having a really tough time at the minute I'm really struggling it's almost like an autopilot kind of exchange isn't it where we just sort of go yeah fine or yeah doing all right yeah or I'm really busy that's (laughs) like that's usually the uh, the answer isn't it these days um so I just think it's kind of like if we're going to ask each other questions like that it's about you know, suspending your judgment and maybe being ready for an answer. It, that reminds me, there was a place that I used to work and I'm going back quite a few years ago and there was a guy who used to come in and he, he worked out of the office most of the time but he'd come in at least once a week and he would always go, how are you doing today, Claire? Not, hiya, you are right Or, how are you doing? As a, as a throwaway. And he'd just look at me and be waiting for an answer. And I felt, and everybody in the office did, because he'd do it with everybody, felt like he really was asking. So rather than a throwaway comment, I'd really think about it and then reply to that. Everybody loved that guy because just wanting to really know how you are, even if that's all he said to you all day, you know, he found out how you were. It just made you feel valued. It made you feel understood, seen. It made you feel seen. And it's so funny, isn't it, that we do. We do that all the time. Oh, yeah, you're right. 
and half the time you're carrying on walking you're not even waiting for a response but yeah actually why are we asking it then it, it's not it's not something that we are expecting to go i'm not good you know if if you did walk past somebody as a throwaway comment and they went i'm not good would it make you stop in your tracks would it make you like go oh okay right well let's go and sit somewhere so maybe it is, I, I really like that. Maybe next time ask the question, but wait to hear what they've got to say. Be ready for hearing what they've got to say. But on the other hand, there is also that. I, I use it very often, I'm fine. Oh, yes. yeah. yeah, if I ever say I'm fine, people know who oh, Claire's not fine. Claire's far <laughs> from fine. I hate I that word, that. fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can't. Fine is just it's a word I really don't like, you know, I, it, it's used an awful lot, but it's just, it doesn't really tell me, it doesn't really connect. Fine for me is like, oh, I'm fine, it's throwaway, don't ask me, because I'm clearly not, or whatever. And um, I think we need to pick up on these kind of things, you know, and I think a lot of that happens with mental health. I think people do have cues, people have things that, like I said, either they're a little bit quieter or a bit more reserved or they've started letting you down or they're going out far too much or whatever. They're different from what they usually are. And we need to pick, pick up on this, I think, if we want to be that kind of community where we are supportive of one another. And I know it could feel like we're talking ideal world, but it doesn't have to be. No, it doesn't. Why does it have to be? Sorry, I jumped no, but, in there. No, but, but just, you're right. I feel it real strongly about that. Yeah. It's kind of, it's easy to go, oh, well, that's all a bit idealistic. Yeah. Well, why is it? Yeah. You know, it's about kind of asking ourselves and challenging ourselves, you know, like, let's be accountable to ourselves and to one another. What kind of a, a world do we want to live in? Yeah. Um, and it strikes me, everything that you're saying there, this is how we put the awareness into action. Yeah. Because then it's kind of like making a commitment, isn't it? Even if it's the, right, okay, so I'm going to consciously ask people how they're doing. I loved the example you gave. The guy used your name. Yeah. And you said he kind of made eye contact with you and he kind of, so it's like, and you said you felt heard and you felt seen. And I think really that's all any of us are really wanting, isn't it? Yeah. But because our lives are so fast-paced and because we're all thinking about our to-do list and what we've got to do next and what we want to say next and proving ourselves, we've kind of... I don't know if we ever had it. I think we did. I don't know. If we have, we've lost it or we've forgotten. But I think that's in us, actually. I think it's already in there as human beings. I think, I agree with you, I think it does. I think sometimes it gets a bit knocked out of us because mm. that was one place I worked going to another place that I worked and the boss there used to say to me, if you say hello to everybody, that's going to waste, you know, minutes out of your day. But minutes, is it <laughs> minutes, 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 that, that's just going to knock time off my work. And I tried to approach him. Unfortunately, he's just not one of those people you could approach, but I tried to approach him to say, but actually... You know, in my role, what I found was I, I was the person people used to come to. I always have been. People generally do come to me and tell me things that they may not tell other people. I, I feel that that's, that's a very, that's a gift that 
people trust me with yeah. things like that. That is something that I hold really dear, that people feel that they can talk to me because I always want that. But I said to him, but what's happening is I know that if the staff are not in a good place and maybe I can support them with that rather than waiting until something really bad happens or they make a, a really big mistake or whatever. And it's just, he, he didn't want to know. He didn't want to hear that. And unfortunately, there are people like that out there. And if you've got a boss who's doing that to you, it can impact on you. But actually, it was really important to me to connect with people that I worked with and to find out if they were okay. Because if they weren't, I did feel like, well, I can help them. I can just listen. And just by talking about it sometimes can help. Even if it's only a little bit, it really does get to help. And I just think that that's one person, but it can have a ripple effect. So one pe person can have an impact. We can do this. It isn't, like you say, it's not in an ideal world. I think it's just sometimes people say that because they don't want to do it or maybe it just feels a little bit hard or even uncomfortable. Because mm. how much does that happen? We can feel very uncomfortable you know, something that me and Sue here at 3B do is something called emotional wealth. And it's about understanding our emotions and being resilient with our emotions, but staying in control. And the whole premise of that is that we should feel emotions. We should act from it. We should understand where they're coming from. But the key is that we remain in control of them, that we understand them. So we don't always act from that emotion, but we notice it. We notice what's going on. And that both of us were told at a young age we are too sensitive. And this is something that we've spoken about before. I think this was actually something we spoke about with Dathan from mm -hmm. It's Good to Talk, about this thing about too sensitive and, you know, well, where's the spectrum? Where does it say, oh, I'm, I'm all right, I'm sensitive. Oh, no, I've just dropped over into too sensitive now. You know, I've gone too far with that. And the whole thing about that is usually because the other person is uncomfortable with you showing that emotion or having that emotion. But that's your emotion. That's up to them to deal with getting over that. But I think we need to get over ourselves when it comes to mental health because we can feel uncomfortable about people talking about it, people saying how they're feeling. We have to get over that. We have to stop feeling uncomfortable because actually it's really important that they do feel that they can say, that they do feel they can talk about it and that we as a community listen to that. Wholeheartedly agree with you, Claire. Absolutely. Isn't it funny? Community is wider than we thought. We've had a lovely message in from Elaine, who's actually in Scotland, Dumfries and Galloway area. Hi to Elaine. And thank you for contacting us. She's put, I hear you loud and clear with genuinely asking people how they are. And she's going to try harder to do this. She says she always says thank you to everyone she comes into contact with and she really does mean it. No matter what they've done or for whatever reason the contact is, she thinks it's important to say thank you. Now, I know Elaine. I used to work with Elaine and Elaine's a really good friend of mine. She's lovely. She's just she's one of those people who brings a smile. Remember when we were talking with Nathan? You've got that person who yeah. smiles yeah. and it's contagious. 
that's Elaine for you. Okay. She's just got this bubbly smile who will make it contagious throughout. And it's really good because she's saying she still needs to try harder, which is really good, but she already does this. She already does appreciate people, and I think that's really important. She's thankful, she says, to know them and to tr truly appreciate them. How's love, how lovely is that? I do love that. I think it's kind of, it's so easy, isn't it, to look for faults and flaws and to pick at things and to kind of feel a bit disingenuous, you know. But I think what I, one thing I try to do is I just try to flip things mm. all the time, you know, no matter where other people are coming from and, you know, how they might have treated me. It's that whole, let's take it from a place of like, you know... They're maybe having a bit of a hard day. I'm sure they mean well deep down. Mm. And I think, yeah, what she's saying there about gratitude and, and being thankful to know people with all their quirks, you know. Because yeah. let's face it, Claire, we've got loads between <laughs> us, you know. Quirks, <laughs> definitely, yeah. Do you know what I mean? But I think that's what makes people interesting. That's oh, what totally. makes the world a kind of vibrant place this is why even more when we're getting bombarded with the media by going oh you should look like this and you sh should be like this it's like oh please, please don't the world is so much brighter and better for people who are different you know for whatever bring they bring to you and actually even if you don't agree with maybe the ideas of some things i think it's always good to listen to different people yeah. and to get that different approach because actually it makes you better it it broadens your horizons it broadens how you think and then actually you're taking somebody from where they are and that is really key with mental health isn't it yeah yeah i think that's it and i think that's the premise that we work from in, in the work that we deliver you know we're, we're quite proud to say that we take people where they are yeah you know we will meet you we're working with a client one-to-one -one or with a group it's about okay where are you coming from with this we will meet you there yeah you know and that's where we start from rather than as you were saying earlier you know oh this is how we fix it here's this one size approach yeah try that and if you haven't done that then you failed <laughs> uh, which is absurd really it really is it, it, can i can i bring something up uh, just going back to what you were saying earlier it, it, it fits with what we're talking about now this idea of sort of making assumptions it's something that i read on on social media about mental health awareness week. all right yeah um, and it was about, so it's a little bit of a, I'm just going to read it out. It was a post on, on LinkedIn. Um, what employers seem to think employees want for Mental Health Awareness Week? A mandatory mental health awareness session, which takes up your lunch break. <laughs> a visit from therapy dogs, kittens, llamas. Or free herbal tea bags and motivational quote postcards. What employees actually want for Mental Health Awareness Week? And I think this is brilliant. An understanding that mental health is just as important as physical health and should have suitable, reasonable adjustments. Access to mental health support through an employee assistance programme or the Access to Work Mental Health Support Service. And this, for me, to be listened to when we raise issues in the workplace. Mm and time off for mental health related appointments. And I just, I saw that and I just thought it was getting me thinking about this sort of whole awareness thing that a lot of workplaces are maybe doing, you know, this kind of stuff where they are putting on these sessions, all with really, really good intentions. You know, they're trying to do something positive for the staff. But actually, if you're an employer, you know, or if you're in the workplace, 
maybe consult with your people and find out what it is they actually want you know rather than sort of imposing things on them that are going to take up their lunch break for goodness sake <laughs> you know it, it, and it's kind of I think really the, the thing that stood out for me in that post was that what people really want and it doesn't just apply to the workplace it applies to kind of everything really which people just want to be listened to don't they just want to be heard they really do. I, I do. I think that's that's really key. What you were saying. Funnily enough, I know someone who takes dogs into the police in Merseyside and the therapy dogs. Yeah, and, and that is a great. I'm it not, really is. Not dismissing no, that as a I know. Thing. Yeah. That's. I just wanted to highlight that. You know what they've found is the dogs actually are the, and it's not in their lunch break, which is really good. It's a separate. It's, it, they bring them in and they get to play with them, but then what it does it is it opens up conversation. Yeah. yeah, it opens up that ability to be able to talk about things. So actually, you know everything, and and I think that's what we were saying. So even though they're going, it's not this, it's not this. Actually, maybe that's the start of it. Maybe there is little bits of that that you can do, but you have to take it further. Yes. You shouldn't be just doing that and in the lunch break and that's it. It's sort of like, yeah, you've got to open up that communication. Because, you know, it's it's really rife. I know in St Helens, for males, it's one of the highest suicide rates in the country. Just down the road from here in Halton, my hometown, and there is a brilliant organisation called Him Visible. So it's Him and then Visible, and they meet up um, on a Thursday night at seven o'clock in Windleshaw, so my old stomping ground where I was brought up. So they meet there, and that's for men to be able to talk because that is really important. And then you've got Nathan who came and joined us the other week from It's Good to Talk. There is something about this communication. We have to talk about it. We have to stop letting men feel that they can't open up, that they can't talk about mental health. And going down that route of suicide, you know, we've got to stop that. So... If you know somebody who, maybe one of your friends you've not seen for a while, you know, why don't you get in touch? See how they're doing. You know, make that step forward. Just offer to go for a walk or pop round. Something that happened to me when I, years ago, was going through my depression was I kept not going out. And then you turned up on my doorstep, so <laughs> And just went, I know you're not good. I'm here. Let's just have a coffee or a cuppa because I don't drink coffee. You don't. Drink <laughs> I don't drink but. coffee. But yeah, and it's sort of like, yeah, it was sort of like there you go, and it was easy. You can do that. Yeah. You can make that step forward, can't you? You really can, and I think it's about, like you were saying, getting over ourselves <laughs> a little bit and not talking ourselves out of it because there's always a million reasons to not do something. Let's look for the reasons to do it. Yeah, very much so. That was an extract from our radio show, Let's Talk Wellbeing. You can listen in every Thursday between 12 and 2 on HCR 92.3 FM or online on hcr923fm.com.